Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we have a story about why shopping feels so bad right now. And if you're not feeling bad about shopping, we have a story about the best boat shoes that you can buy. Our relationship with buying things online has only gotten more complicated thanks to the coronavirus outbreak. Why does shopping feel so bad right now? That's the question senior editor Edgar Alvarez recently explored for InputMag.com. Here he is reading an excerpt from his piece. I've been eyeing this pair of Nike off-white sneakers for more than a month. Every day, before and after work, I open the GOAT app, check if the price for the pair I want has fluctuated, and then I hit the buy button. But just before I confirm my shipping address and payment details, I change my mind. While right now may be the best time to shop for limited edition kicks, because the resale market is in freefall, there's only one thing stopping me from pulling the trigger. The world is too sad. Thanks for joining me, Edgar. Yeah, thanks for having me. What was your relationship with shopping like before coronavirus hit? On September 15th, Nike created a revolutionary new basketball shoe. On October 18th, the NBA threw them out of the game. Fortunately, the NBA can't stop you from wearing them. Air Jordans from Nike. I think the best way to describe it is that I, I, uh, I had a massive problem. I have probably way, way too many sneakers than I'll ever be able to wear in one like calendar year. But, you know, just I like having them. I think, you know, for me, a lot, a lot of this, or at least this is what I like to blame it on. But, you know, when growing up, I, my mom was, she would buy me a pair of Jordans or whatever, but she would buy me one for like the whole school year. And they were like a size bigger than my actual size because they were like, hey, she, she was like, they, these better last you as long as possible, right? Uh, and so now that, I, you know, I'm grown up and I have a, a good job and I'm blessed and lucky enough to be able to afford some of these things, I end up just kind of going crazy and buying a lot. But... Obviously, that was before, you know, the coronavirus. So how did it change when the pandemic hit? I think the main thing is that, like, I'm like, I, why am I going to buy a, another pair of shoes when, like, right now, you know, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I have nowhere to wear them. So for me, I think that was one thing. And then the other thing is also, like, you know, right now, my, my main concern is to make sure that both my wife and I have water to drink, toilet paper, uh, and just food, right? So it's like, you know, the world is falling apart outside of, you know, my, my apartment here. Buying sneakers is maybe should be, like, my last thing to do right now. But, you know, I think uh, over the past few days, I'm starting starting to sort of get that itch again. And I'm like, hey, if I can't wear them right now, I'll be able to wear them, I don't know, a few months from now, hopefully. I believe my shoes have feelings. So if I don't wear them or if I ignore them, I believe I hurt their feelings. The title of your essay is Why Does Shopping Feel So Bad Right Now? What is the answer to that question? I think it's just that the world kind of sucks right now. 2020 kind of sucks. <laughs> so that's why it sucks to shop online. Unless you need essentials like, again, toilet paper or napkins or bottled water. For the piece, you spoke to a professor of industrial and organizational psychology. What did he tell you? Basically, the sort of the, his thesis, right, is like because... 
you know, of what's happening out there with, with COVID and the coronavirus is like, you know, in his words, like the ethical complexity that wasn't there before now is. So while someone like me may think like, oh, I don't want to be shopping for sneakers right now or clothes or whatever. At the same time, right, we are being told that to help small businesses, we should keep ordering like takeout. So it's like you've got to find that balance to maybe, well, someone like me is, isn't buying, you know, as much uh, shoes or hats or whatever dumb stuff I would buy before. It is nice to be able to like know, especially right now, to be able to order takeout or delivery to help out the smaller businesses, right? Whereas like sneakers, I'll be able to hopefully again, like I said earlier, I'll be able to get back to that eventually. And you know, that's money for Nike when Nike doesn't really need money, whereas the small business does. So it sounds like at some point down the line, you're going to go shopping again. Do you think you're going to start splurging at some point? Things maybe, at least here in New York, they seem to be getting slightly better, right? And we're, we sort of see that light at the end of the tunnel. So I think my mentality is starting to sort of get back to that consumerism, right? To be like, oh, now I, I want to start getting shoes again because it seems like soon enough I'll be able to go outside again. And I think I'm about to hit that point. I'm, I would say I'm like a few days away from hitting that point. You can follow Edgar on Twitter at ABCDEdgar. Now on to today's second story. There's been a sea change in fashion recently. Boat shoes, which used to be for frat bros and rich dads only, are now cool. Thanks to brands like Sperry, Noah, and Rowing Blazers, the silhouette has been revitalized to have its streetwear moment. News writer Ian Cervantes wrote about this trend for InputMag.com. Here he is reading an excerpt from his piece. The connotations of the boat shoe are right there in the name. Boat. The shoes were originally designed for an activity typically reserved for the privilege and are commonly associated with the waspiness of the Northeast. In succession, the HBO show following an abhorrently privileged family, based on the real-life Murdochs, Tom Rose's new underling and future in-law Greg for wearing a pair on the first day to the office. Excuse me? Greg? Are you kidding? Hey, Tom. Forgive me, but... uh... We talking to each other on the poop deck of a majestic schooner? Is the salty brine stinging my weather-beaten face? No? Why the fuck? Are you wearing a pair of deck shoes, man? Oh, yeah, no. Well, my credit card got maxed out. Um, I'm staying in a youth hostel on like $80 Jesus, a day. Jesus, so squalid. Thanks so much for joining me, Ian. Yep, thanks for having me. I'd love to be here. First off, what is a boat shoe? I usually think of the casual brown leather shoes favored by preppies. That's pretty much the archetypical boat shoe as we've come to know it now. Obviously, there are going to be variants in colors, but that silhouette with the leather upper, the rubber sole, you have the laces on the side, kind of a a moccasin stitching construction up front. But that's actually not even the first boat shoe. Before that, there were basically what we know as Vans now. That actually came before the Topsider. Van Doren started his own company. He'd actually previously worked for Randy's Boat Shoes. And so he kind of made his own version of that with that in mind, with with that same market. And skaters kind of adopted it because the way that it could grip onto the deck of a boat would also work really well for a skateboard. Boat shoes have gotten a bad rap historically. Why is that? Why is the, was the boat shoe so maligned? 
I mean, a lot of it is just who wore it, basically. It's kind of been adopted by a very privileged crowd because of its origins. And then even aside from when it's in or on water, you know, it's really been like a, a fraternity crowd or just an elite crowd. It's like frat boys or rich dads who are typically wearing it. And for me personally, that was a very strong association. I was in a fraternity in college and really came to hate it and therefore came to hate like anything that was associated with. So post-college, I wanted nothing to do with boat shoes. And I'm kind of glad that that's changing now because it is a good silhouette to work with. And I think some brands are doing some really cool stuff with it. What are the brands that are bringing in the boat shoe back? So the two brands, which I focused on in the piece are Noah and Rowing Blazers. Noah kind of had a jump start on it. They've been working with Sperry since 2015 or 2016. And they've worked with the two silhouettes I mentioned earlier, the, the Vans kind of like one, as well as the classic Topsider. The founder of Noah, Brandon Babenzine, actually worked directly on a collection with Sperry last year that had nothing to do with Noah. And then Rowing Blazers is kind of new, newer in the game of boat shoes. They just started last year, but They've really been going all in. Off the top of my head, I can think of at least 10 different colorways or, or variants that they've done. And theirs kind of even makes more sense because the brand is rooted in rowing. You know, it's right there in the name. Both of them together have kind of made the silhouette more reverent. And then Rowing Blazers specifically brought back this sneaker-like boat shoe that's really cool and, and really unexpected. And, you know, if you saw it, you'd think like, oh, maybe that's a basketball shoe. But no, it was made for the, the U.S. Cup team. Say I'm looking to get my first pair of boat shoes. What's a good entry level and very cool looking boat shoe? Well, as much as I talk about the collaborations and some of the fun things that people have done, I still think you can't go wrong with that classic brown leather pair. It's going to be one of the easiest to work in with your style. Coming from Sperry, like it it doesn't really get any better quality wise. But then if, if you are looking to have a little bit more fun, I would look into some of these collaborations. Noah has done smaller releases so they typically sell out and are gone or even if they haven't sold out they aren't really available but rowing blazers has done a lot more versions and kind of done wider availability so those are things you can go pick up at any time pretty easily you can follow ian on twitter at ian underscore cervantes and i'm at mark yarm for more news from the world of tech and culture visit inputmag.com you can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on whichever podcast app you use. Thank you for listening. <laughs>